friends, and welcome back to another episode of We Read It One Night. We are bringing you one of our most popular episodes, People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. I know most of you know and love this book, and we loved talking about it. So enjoy this re-release, and don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening, and check out our Etsy store, all of which will be linked below. Enjoy the show, and we will see you soon. So, most exciting news this week is that the Senate has unanimously passed a bill to put the United States on permanent daylight savings time, saving time technically, which if you don't know, means that we will stop the stupid time change and stay on summertime, which is the superior time and the only just time, let me say, because for all those morning people who are like, oh, well, I want it to be light out when I'm awake in the morning, wah, wah, wah. well, I mean, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is like a huge contingent of people that like I don't even know what schedule you would have to work, but go to sleep at 5 p.m. Almost everyone is awake at 5 p.m., right? But not everyone is awake at 7 a.m. when like, you know, that's the the time period at issue here. So it's only just to have the sunset at 5.30 instead of 4.30 in the winter. And it's good for everyone, hurts everybody or <laughs> helps nobody. No, what is it? What no, is it? Helps everybody, hurts nobody. Economy. It's good for the economy. Helps everybody, hurts nobody. So yes, yeah, so we're here for Joe Biden. Really, yeah. Please, I really hope it gets passed into law. Anyway, those are like one of many fights that we've got into in our TikTok comments with people who try to come for us. Other things involve corsets. And um, whether romance novels should have happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> and I came up with a very good – people were like, this person who I guess wrote – writes stuff and wanted to call their stuff romance novels even though they had sad endings. They were trying to like, you know, the classic, that's realistic. Love doesn't always have to have a happy ending. No, the, the main argument was that it, they didn't want to, sp- to spoil the ending. like Which is <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> if you can't make me – if I know the ending of your book and if the only reason I enjoy your book is because I don't know the ending, then you've written a bad book, frankly. No, but, the, no, but I mean I get it for some books. Like you don't want it to be spoiled. Like I get it. But that romance novels no, are not one like, of those genres. <laughs> There's so many other genres your book can fit into. I understand you don't want it to be spoiled. But like if a book is really good, even if I've read it once, like I – well, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've read Agatha Christie books multiple times and enjoyed them every time. I just like if you're if you're finding out the ending so fundamentally ruins the book for you that you can't finish the book. I think that's a weak argument. You have, you have much better arguments in your arsenal. Anyway, here's the thing, though. It doesn't you as a writer, like what you prefer to write only matters as you're writing it the moment you try to get people to spend money on it it becomes a commercial product and if you label it something that it's not then you are lying to the consumer and you are essentially like in some ways practicing fraud like it's fucking fraud like i'm not gonna i'm not if i have one of those like toy jeep barbie cars for my (laughs) four-year-old yeah uh, technically i could sell that as a car because it is a vehicle that moves at a certain speed and can carry at least one person a certain distance but i would be fucking lying (laughs) if i tried to sell it as like a full-size car it's not the same thing it's not just because it has 
a love story in it does not mean it's a fucking romance. It's not the same thing. In fact, if you want some backup for an author that is commonly, like probably one of the most common of people like citing him as a romance author when he's not, Nicholas Sparks, if you're going to argue that, I would direct you to his website where the first like question and answer in his FAQ is what is the difference between a love story and a romance novel? All right. And he'll he'll lay it out for you. He is not a romance author and he admits it. So stop arguing yeah. on his behalf when he doesn't want you to. And no one else wants you to either. All right. People We Meet on Vacation is a book By that Amy I read Henry. like a year ago and gave it five stars on Goodreads. And yet, like that was at the very I, – I mean, it was probably – it was actually probably like two years ago. But it was in like my like, you know, initial voracious like reading a book every two days, like so many books that all blurred together. And then when I went to go start listening to it, I was like, I really have no desire to read this book again. Like I can't remember why I liked it so much. Like and I even got like, you know, a little bit of the way in and I was like, oh, this feels like such a slog. But then we got to like halfway in and I was like, okay, I remember. That that happened to me as well. I it wasn't even that I was like, oh, this is a slog that's annoying. I think I was just not in the right like sometimes you're just not in the right headspace to read books. And I knew because like I was gonna have to take notes and like I'd already read it. Like there was just sort of that mental block. But yeah, by the end, the end is just like so domestic <laughs> that I just it was just so sweet. And Emily Henry is just such a good writer. But yeah, I I in the beginning I was like, uh I'm just going to have to power through this, even though like it was a good – yeah, I gave it five stars. I really like Emily Henry. Well, that's an example of not knowing what's going to happen because the first time I was like really into it from the beginning because I wanted to know what was going to happen and like what happened in Croatia and like all of that. But like by this point, I knew it was going to happen, but I still really enjoyed it like by the time I got back into it. I knew (laughs) – I knew what happened in Croatia because I'd spoiled it for myself, not because I wanted to know what happened in Croatia, but because – the first Emily Henry book had some bad vibes for me personally, like great written book, some triggering things in that for me. And I wanted to make sure that this one wasn't going to have that. And so I like read all the spoiler reviews on Goodreads and then they like detailed what happened in Croatia. And I was like, okay, good. I'm fine (laughs) with that. It's not going to be something that's going to upset me. But yeah, so I knew what happened in Croatia the whole time from the first read. And it, I really, yeah, I know. I enjoyed it. Emily Henry's really talented. This is a listener suggestion. Is it? By the way. This oh. is a listener suggestion. I wrote okay. it. I wrote it at the top of my notes because I knew that I would forget. But this is a listener suggestion. So this book basically flip-flops every other chapter between the present day and the past 12 years which almost every year of those 12 years, the main character Poppy and her best friend Alex have gone on a summer trip together. So that's like the setup. From when they met in college. So we open up on, I think it's like five years ago. And basically, basically none of their trips, despite the fact that it's all about traveling and like being on vacation, none of their trips except for like one really made me jealous and made me like wish I could go on that trip. Like Tuscany, that I was like, oh, I totally want to go on that. But all the other ones I was like, <laughs> You know, these are, you know, whatever. But I feel like the point I, – I, I don't know if it was intentional, but I feel like the point is like even though the trips aren't like some razzle-dazzle, like amazing, like there's there's they just like – they like going on them because they like being with each other. Like that's like the yeah. main thing. No, I agree. Well, first of all, the whole point of their trips, it, especially in the beginning, was like trips like super like ragtag on a budget, like everything super cheap. And the Tuscany trip was like sponsored by Poppy's work. So like it's a little bit different. But yeah, no, I agree. I don't the purpose of the flashbacks I don't think was like the vacations at all. It was just like I think it was just the conceit of Emily Henry being like they see each other at least once a year and here's like them at their prime. 
No, no. Well, my point is like it would be easy to criticize it by saying like they only see each other. You know, they talk a lot, but like they only really see each other on vacation when it's like not like really your real life. So it's like, how do you even know they'd be good together like in real life? Mm-hmm. Like that's something that was going through my mind. But I feel like the fact that like so most of their trips, like you know this this first one that we see, which is five years ago, it's like pouring down. There, it's supposed to be a beach vacation, but it's pouring down rain the entire time. But they still have like a great time and like you know yeah. just like hang out. And then like the one where she gets sick and like they don't even end up going oh to like. My God. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But like, that's, that's, such my, a good that's, scene. My, that's more. That's more my point. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely like it's them like being just very, just like being like normal people. It's yeah. not, and part of like the whole theme of it is that like they sort of like as they sort of grew apart, it was like what as they started taking the more like glamorous vacations, mm-hmm. like those were like worse for their relationship versus yeah. the initial ones mm-hmm. where they like had time to bond and like just be Poppy and Alex. So the only big takeaway from this like first five years ago in the rain that I really got from is that they have a conversation where Poppy is like, you have strong dog energy to Alex. And no, sorry, sorry. No, other way around. Other way around. Alex is like, (laughs) they're talking about his cat and she's like, the cat hates me. Like, why have a pet that doesn't want to be petted? And huge red flag, first of all, if there's someone like be suspicious of people who don't like cats for this reason, like that means they just don't like animals and people that don't have boundaries sorry to be fair to be fair this cat which is i would like to point out named flannery o'connor um which is a (laughs) fabulous cat name the cat the one time we actually see her interact with the cat it like just full-on hisses at her she doesn't want to be picked up she tries to pick it up without consent she tries to pet it she tries to like looks at her more recently than you she tried to pick it up it rubs I finished it, it yesterday, Rachel. Don't, I tried it more recently five minutes than you. ago. She tries to pick her up. That's because I remember because I, I was like, you can't just scoop an animal up without asking. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, and she and Alex is like to Poppy. He's like, you have strong dog energy. You got a wolfish gleam in your eye. Your dog in a human's body. But anyway, so we've established that Poppy's a dog. Alex, I would say, is a cat. But okay, one thing about we introduce Flannery O'Connor in this flashback. And then in the present day, Flannery O'Connor is no, dead. I know. And I was so upset. I forgot about that during this. I forgot that Flannery O'Connor was dead. And I was crushed when I heard about that. I was so sad. Without getting into too much detail, just the things that stood out for me is that we learned that Alex always carries cash, which never comes back. But it does make me wonder because Poppy's like, I don't know why he always carries cash. I've asked like three times and his answer was was either too boring or too intellectually complex to bother remembering. (laughs) And at first I was like, what could that possibly be? Because I feel like in general, if you're using cash, you're getting screwed over because other people are getting credit card points and you're paying higher prices because of that. You know what I mean? But what if – is it because Alex is a prepper? Because this seems like something a doomsday prepper would do, (laughs) you know? Because if it's something that's like (laughs) quote-unquote intellectually complex, it's probably something that's either like, so they can't track me through my credit card or so when all the credit cards machines are down i still have cash you know like <laughs> well what i think it is so okay so important things to learn about alex we learn in the scene also that his his um mom died when he was like six years old she died in childbirth that's mm-hmm. important um and his widow or dad basically just gave up um and i understand the grief is strong but this is um once again a common refrain on this podcast parentification is a form of abuse and alex was severely parental like he basically had to raise from his, the age himself. of six yes. that's what i really like mixing baby formula at the age of six yes there are mo- when he was like my like my dad wouldn't be able to get out of bed and i had to make sure that like my my infant brother was fed and, other and two clothed and the other two got to – no, but I'm saying – but literally like he was taking care of a baby, you know? Like he, the baby can't even hold its head up. 
his mom died in childbirth, which means like straight up from birth. Yeah. He was raising his youngest brother. Mm-hmm. And I, God, I hate this dad. Yeah. And he does get called out, which I'm glad. A <laughs> but bit. Not enough. Not, not enough. He calls himself out a little bit, but like. Yeah. But yeah. And he also, yeah. So we learn about the Alex. He's also like reading a book in the bar. And there is, there's been some recent discussion about this. So the premise of like this vacation is like, they're like doing a fake hitting on you thing. Like they're each playing characters and like poppy pretends to like pick him up because like they can only be in this bar because it's raining and alex is reading a book and i just like it's not the like reading a book in this social situation that i don't understand it's like bars are so noisy like how do you how do you read in a bar i don't understand it just seems like it would be very stressful in general i just wouldn't go to the bar like alternatively just read at home don't go to the bar at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the best situation scenario yeah they run out to the car um after that and then take like this really like bad picture that's like a cute picture because it's like just them and that picture comes back and she's like there are places you can see in their full glory with or without sunshine but this isn't one of them and i'm like where what what are those places like antarctica the inside of the met like i feel like anywhere it would be like much better the the pacific sun, northwest no you definitely need the sunshine are you kidding i feel like half the reason we had such a great time up there was because it was summer and sunny <laughs> I still would have loved it because it was like Borks, but you disagree? Mm. I don't know about that. Come on. Are you going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Her (laughs) sister was a witch, bro. What does that make her? A princess. (laughs) Um, Poppy. So Poppy's current job, she's a travel writer for R&R. She's only required to come into the office once a week. And let me know that this was written pre-pandemic, so – great score for poppy definitely a win for her and her best friend is named rachel i mean she's not really that important but she's like another like instagram person and also has dogs with medical needs i don't know why all the people in poppy's life i just realized literally every single like main player in poppy's life has a lot of animals with animal with medical needs alex with his cat rachel with her dogs her parents with literally like 10 cats and dogs that are all senior and have (laughs) high medical needs I didn't realize the parents until right now. I didn't like put it together. Yeah. I don't know. Is that like Emily Henry? Emily Henry, what are you trying to tell us? Like adopt a senior cat. I'll do it. Does Emily Henry <laughs> have a senior cat? Emily Henry might be a senior cat. Who's <laughs> just <laughs> Conspiracy unlocked. <laughs> Get Emily your cash Henry's ready. <laughs> okay. So Yeah, but Poppy's having like millennial on we like, day. Yeah. Burnout, creative block. She's sad because she's writing for rich people, but she like used to run a budget blog based on her and Alex's vacations. And I just like really related a lot to Poppy's burnout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and beginning. her friend Rachel tells her, like, it's because, you know, before you like wanted something and now you have it. So you don't like you like, miss wanting something. And she's like, look for your happiness the same way you'd look for anything else retracing your steps and can i just say i always try to get people to fucking retrace their steps when they want help finding (laughs) something it's always like pulling teeth to get them to try it like i have to like i have to like beg and like convince them so hard and then when they finally do it it always works i don't know like it's like you with the mummy like getting people to watch the mummy (laughs) they always (laughs) complain but then they love it i don't understand like i don't understand retrace your steps think about what was i doing where would i have gone with this object what did i do next like so Poppy doesn't really have to do this, though, because she immediately thinks of when she was last happy, and it was two years ago in Croatia with Alex. But they haven't talked for two years. 
And that's a long fucking time. It's a long time. Well, they've sent each other like happy birthday texts. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, they've been friends for 12 years. They literally don't talk basically for two years. And I just feel like, I don't know. I have to suspend disbelief a little bit that like they've been, they've been like together, quote unquote, for this long and nothing's happened. And now suddenly they both have to go to therapy before they ultimately get their happily ever after. (laughs) Like, because they both have a lot of trauma. Yeah, I was like, it's been 12 years and you guys didn't bone once. (laughs) Quite frankly, this book is really like modern day Harry Met Sally in a lot of ways. And Harry Met Sally is also like that. Like they meet in college and they don't get together until like their 30s, which is what this is. Yeah, and it's like I I wasn't able to see like what exactly was so different about this. I guess Poppy was finally ready to like explore, like, you know, stop running. Well, yeah, I think that's the thing. I just think that they both weren't ready for each other. But yeah, so this whole time you're like, what happened in Croatia? You spent yeah. like the whole book. You don't find out until the very end. Yeah. And I was like, of course, everything went to shit in Croatia. Like, of fucking don't, course. We can't go there. We can't go there. <laughs> of course, everything went to shit in Croatia. <laughs> this is what they get for stealing the whole coastline. <laughs> what, Justice for Bosnia. Yeah, it's true. Let them have a little bit. Bosnia has 12 miles. <laughs> Like Croatia was like, no, we're gonna take this whole thing. <laughs> we're gonna take it all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. So Poppy, after this conversation with with uh, Rachel, she is inspired to like spontaneously text Alex for a reason that's not like happy birthday for the first time in two years. And she like she's like, what do I say? What do I say? And she like drafts a bunch of different things. And finally, she goes with hey, and then she accidentally accident- accidentally sends it. Because she's like, I go to highlight and delete the word, and then it accidentally sends. Why would you ever highlight such a short word like hey to delete it? Just like tap, tap, tap. I don't know. So it's really on her. I'm always very, very skeptical in contemporary, just books in general, when people like accidentally send texts. Because I'm like, how often does that truly happen? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's always some like, I think I've maybe done it like two times. And it's like, I don't know. Usually when I accidentally text someone, it's because like I don't – I like think think I'm texting someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's always so I'm like, oh, my finger slipped. I know. I'm like, And every time I'm so – exactly. Every time I'm so embarrassed that they're going to think – I mean, it hasn't happened that many times. But like just because it's also such a trope of like doing that and then like, you know, intending to text them and being like, oh, it's meaning to text someone else. Like (laughs) – so a little bit about a background about Alex, <laughs> besides the fact that he's like raised his three three younger brothers, he is also – he has a PhD in English literature. And, and an MFA. currently a high school teacher and an MFA. And she's like, oh, he has, he has so much debt from his like doctorate. And the fact that he has an MFA, like, okay, that costs money. Like he can have debt from that. But like if you're paying money for a PhD, you might as well join an MLM at that point. Like don't fucking do that. <laughs> what? You should be getting paid. You should not be paying them. People definitely do. I've definitely convinced numerous friends who have been looking at grad schools where I've been like, listen, if you're going for a PhD and that you try to, they try to get you to pay, you're being scammed. 100%. That's like baseline. The bars on in hell at that level. Like don't fucking pay. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I think – oh, I just had a thought, though, as you were talking about. I think the the Alex's grad school degrees are, like, one of the one of the big obstacles. That's the reason, like, they're not ready to be together yet because, like, Poppy, like, he's, like, in fucking Indiana or something. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, Poppy wouldn't move there. Like, they need to be in a place in which they can be more flexible, which is, like, where they are at the end. 
Anyway, other things about Alex, he's naturally super into exercise for his quote-unquote anxiety. Definitely not because he needs to be super hot to be a romance hero. But, <laughs> um, he's, yeah, he's, he's super fit. He is generally pretty reserved, I would say. He's like the ultimate, like, very hot but shy boy. I've never met of such a man, but mm-hmm. I suppose they <laughs> exist because people keep writing them. So, like, yeah. I feel like there's got to be at least one if people keep writing about him. <laughs> So we flashback to 12 years ago when they met, which was at freshman orientation. They've been this dumb for over a decade. At Chicago. And Alex was wearing, yeah, khaki pants and a University of Chicago t-shirt, which I don't know, khaki pants just like, okay. Listen, let me, let me, let me pull an example from my own freshman orientation to just discuss how important clothes are in this in in this context this is this wasn't from like straight up orientation like we hadn't moved in yet it was from like summer orientation like where you go in for like a day and like they give you you know all that stuff so I went there and I wore one of my Hawaiian shirts because I was going through my Hawaiian shirt phase at the time (laughs) I wore one of my Hawaiian shirts and like one of those like like crisscross choker things you know that were like popular in 2002 and then had like a moment in 2016 and um so I was dressed like this just to give you an image and I met my first friend at my university because they sat next to me and assumed that I also liked to smoke weed because of how I was dressed. <laughs> and I don't like to smoke weed. I mean, I have a lot of friends that do. I guess I just give off the vibe of someone who like <laughs> smokes a lot of pot. But they sat next to me and literally – and they didn't tell me this at the time, but they, like, sat next to me and we started, like, talking. And then, like, when we actually moved into college, merged our friend groups and, like, all of that. But afterward, they were like, yeah, no, I, I – you seemed like someone who was, like, chill because of your Hawaiian shirt. So from your outfit – I don't want to be the type of person that says clothes matter, but, like, especially in, like, specifically in the context of, like, meeting new people in college, like, the vibes you give off will determine – who approaches you. Yeah. So Poppy like rocks up to Alex and just as an opening gambit roasts his clothes. She's like, oh, do you go to University of Chicago? Rightfully. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I spilled some juice on my shirt. That's why. I'm sorry. And he's so like, awkward. Yeah. Oh. I know. I feel for him. Poppy like dressed very like flamboyantly. Like she she wears a lot of like vintage and clothes and like very bright colors. So it's like very much a contrast. And later on, Alex is like, much later on, like we found out, Alex was like, "Yeah, I literally thought you were like, a, like a joke, like not like a joke, but like, he was like, I thought you were like basically a meme, like the first time I met you, and then I realized that like that was just how you were, like it just wasn't like a weird character you were doing, like you were just like absolutely insane, and it was like life changing to like meet someone yeah. who just like didn't give a shit." <laughs> <laughs> so then they don't really talk again until the end of that year when Poppy's roommate is randomly like, "Oh, I have a friend who needs to drive back to." Um, West Linfield, which the town that Poppy is from is East Linfield. And like he wants to carpool. Like, do you want to do it? And she's like, okay. And then she shows up and who's waiting with his like beat up station wagon as I picture it? But Alex. It's literally like we talked about Harry Met Sally. This is Harry Met Sally. They go to the fucking University of Chicago. They drive home at the end of their freshman year because a mutual friend arranges them to drive together. I need to rewatch that movie. Wait, they specifically say that it's May that they're driving home at the end of freshman year? That University of Chicago has been on a quarter system since 1892, all right? It would be ending in June, not May, okay? All right. Am I wrong? Are you finished? (laughs) 
I haven't fact-checked you. You texted me this three days ago, and I was like, why? Okay. You don't know they're on the quarter system? Everyone knows that. No. What? They're on the quarter system. Everyone knows that. I've never known about University of Chicago. Whatever. And this scene, I know, I just want to talk about this scene. Like, I feel like Emily Henry just does a really good job of making her characters seem human. Like, I don't know. She, like, gives them all these, like, random, like, the fact that Alex always carries cash and the fact that, like, they don't like calling boats she. They just – she gives them these tiny, like, realistic personality quirks. And a lot of times when authors do that, for me, it feels, like, very forced. It feels like they just, like, wrote a list of personality quirks and they were, like, throwing them in here and there. But, like, Emily Henry just does it in a really natural way. And her characters always just feel very human to me. She just sort of, like, captures, like – who they are as people and also captures their like inherent chemistry really well but also like them being awkward yeah for sure so like it starts out yeah very awkward until poppy like decides to start basically playing like 20 questions with like kind of like likes and dislikes she starts asking you about herself and that's something we yeah. find out later alex is like you were asking me about myself and it was the first time like anyone ever really like asked me to like be myself that wasn't like in relation to like what i could do for other people and i was like identification is a form of abuse (laughs) yeah it almost feels like i didn't exist until that point like you created me like and (laughs) there's a lot of like random niche things they learn about each other um i forget like i wrote down some of my favorites like that he hates covers of songs which is a very broad thing but poppy's like that's like saying you hate vegetables and i'm like no because vegetables are all different like you could hate all the vegetables like not different but like you could hate vegetables as a category but covers of songs is like for example, I love the Gary Jules cover of Mad World. What I don't love is the whatever the band that covered Africa by Toto recently. Oh, don't like yeah. that cover. Bad, bad. <laughs> but he also, Alex doesn't like the saxophone. And she's like, why do you, you don't like the saxophone? And she, he's like, name one song that was improved by a saxophone. And <laughs> I, they can't come up with an example. But me immediately, I'm like, careless whisper. careless whisper if the saxophone doesn't exist we don't have careless whipser yeah yeah i was like alex you're wrong i have one example right now even if no other songs are improved by a saxophone careless whisper you can't get rid of careless whisper is like instrumental to our culture like i swear to fucking god Poppy is like, oh, I love chain restaurants because they all have brought, they all seem to have bottomless breadsticks. And honestly, I can only, only Olive Garden has bottomless breadsticks. Are there other, if there are other chain restaurants with bottomless breadsticks, please let me know. Bread, yeah. sure. But like specifically breadsticks, hit me up, please. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, so that, that I don't have to just continually wrap up Olive Garden breadsticks and yeah. stuff them in my purse. Like, yeah. please let me know. Yeah. Also, we have Alex as a foot fetish. We have another confirmed oh, yes. foot fetish from a hero oh because he's like, I don't like <laughs> flip flops because feet should be private. I and I was like, public. he was like, I was like, the only reason oh. that you can have for legitimately not wanting to see feet in public is because you get an immediate hard on. Just like fucking admit it. How many you have a repressed foot fetish without telling me? Yeah. I was like, let it go. Like, be, let it be free, Alex. Like, I suck know. on some toes. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god. They also, oh yeah, they also, he's also says, a Joni Mitchell song is his karaoke song. And my go-to karaoke song is All Star by Smash Mouth. What's yours? Uh, it depends how you define karaoke. If we're talking what? about 
And we're talking about the um God, what was the game we played? The the American Idol karaoke video game. It would have to be My Heart Will Go On because oh it was I was always capable of getting it perfect because the bars didn't change. So you just had to like hold like different notes for like a long time and you would like knock it out of the park. No, I'm talking about like you're at a bar, you're singing karaoke. I mean, I've really only done karaoke once and it was before he cheats with like a friend. Oh. Yeah, I'll start by Smash Mouth and I know all the lyrics and I get a fucking standing ovation no, every fucking time. It would probably be Dragos <laughs> Because I didn't learn all the words to that in Romanian in the back of a car in eighth eighth grade for nothing. All right. (laughs) All right. So back to the present day. What we skipped over is that Alex has responded to Poppy's hey. Immediately. Immediately. immediately, Within like five seconds. Hey. (laughs) And she's like, I debated just like acting as if he texted me first and being like, what's up? (laughs) Or like, why are you texting me? But she works up the nerve to be like, "Are you? Do you have any free time this summer? Do you want to go on a trip?" And he's like, "Yes, obviously." But he's already <laughs> going. He already has his youngest brother's wedding in Palm Springs, California, and they like they basically work it out that he's going to extend that trip by like three days, and she's going to come with him and come to the wedding. So she's thrilled. She knows she goes, the brother, by the way. She's not just like yeah, inviting herself him. to his wedding. So she like pitches it to her boss as like a trip that she could go on and like cover for the magazine, but her boss rejects it. And so Poppy is like spontaneously like, I need some time. I need I need like an actual vacation. I'm gonna take some time off and go to Palm Springs. But she doesn't tell Alex that because she wants everything to be perfect and she doesn't want him to have to like spend extra money. And she doesn't think he'll go if it's not paid for. Right. Yeah. So she's gonna pay for everything out of pocket. And Poppy like I got so many mixed signals. Like she goes on this whole thing at the beginning where she's like, oh, I have my dream job now. My life is everything I wanted. I have this super nice apartment. I have like all the money I could want. But then through the book, maybe this was intentional, but I don't think so. Like throughout the book, it just gets like – it just like unravels more and more. She's like, oh, well, you know, I do have the nice job. But like really the most payment from the job is like the perks and the travel. So like I really don't really get that much money. I don't have that much disposable income. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And like my apartment is way too expensive for me. Like I don't yeah. really have that. I'm like, okay. Well, the moment she was like, yeah, I live alone in New York City, I was like okay so and has lived alone alone for like five years the whole time yeah so i was like okay so you're you're bad at managing (laughs) i was like not possible okay (laughs) sounds fake she and she no she lives in manhattan specifically Mm -hmm. alone and doesn't seem to have a studio so she has a one bedroom in manhattan alone Mm -hmm. she gets to palm springs and meets up with Alex and it's only somewhat awkward and they do one of their like their whole thing is like constantly putting on characters like you see that throughout their trips and so they meet this like random couple who's like on their honeymoon like in the like uber share the shared uber on the way to the hotel and the couple's like oh what are you guys here for and they're like we're on our honeymoon and I just like you know love the little fake honeymoon thing yeah (laughs) um and so they get there I just have to like talk. She's like, it's so hot. Like I thought from living in New York City and Ohio that I knew what hot was. And I'm like, girl, you fucking don't. And you still probably don't from Palm Springs, California. Because let me tell you, I guarantee it's not humid there. And until you have the heat, like the 100 degree heat and humidity, it's not hot. Because I used to be like that. I used to, everyone around here would say like, oh, it's so hot. Like in the Northeast, they'd be like, oh, it's so hot in the summer. It's so humid here. It's so humid. You're going to die. But like it's it's, it's – <laughs> It's like average like 49% humidity. Like maybe it'll get up to like 50 in July. That's not humid. Then you go to like Nashville, you go to Houston. It's like minimum like 69 every single day. 
and 100 degrees, like that is like, you know, try me at 85% humidity and 85 degrees. Like that, don't, don't yet, come at me. And yet you losers keep trying to convince me to move to the fucking south. No, and I'm like, I don't understand. Now. The humidity in the northeast is too much for me. No, Why would horrible. I go anywhere with it mo- with no. more humidity? No, you're missing the point. It's horrible in the summer. The thing you have to come to terms with is, is it more or less horrible than not seeing the sun and having it be cold? For like I like it being cold. Here. That's the difference yeah, between you well, and me. Enough. I fucking like it when it's cold. All I'm saying is you, your argument that it's somehow inconsistent is not I correct. will say about Palm Springs – it's like 125 degrees there. Like, no, like, that's not a fucking exaggeration. Like, that's what their summers are like during peak. So, like, even if it's dry heat, here's here's my thing, though. Have you – you've never really been out west in, like, a desert area in summertime, have you? Mm-mm. And, like, as someone – like, I wasn't even there during fucking – like, when I went to Arizona for, like, spring break a few years ago, like, that wasn't even – I mean, that wasn't even, like, you know, obviously, like, peak heat, but it was, like, hot there. But, like, the dryness, like, my – Fate. Like my lips were cracking. Like yeah. my literally, I had a fucking clown, basically clown like lips in terms of like the amount of red around my. Like it's a different. It's yeah. obviously not the same as humidity, but it's just like the dryness is like it's it's the other end of the spectrum, and it's like just as bad. Like it's so dry, mm-hmm. like horrendously dry there, and you don't even realize how dry it is until you like get home and look at your face in the mirror, and you're like, what the fuck? Like I've <laughs> aged twenty yeah. years. No, it really is crazy. Like, because sometimes I won't even like realize if it's dry or not until I, if I try to go for a run and I'm like within like five minutes, my like, yeah, whole mouth is dry. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I check it like 33%. I've become much more attuned to that over the years. Yeah. No, like it's insane. Like, and I wasn't even there during peak time. So like, I can't fucking imagine. And like Palm Springs is known for being absurdly hot in the summertime during mm-hmm. like peak season. Let me just, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, Poppy's backstory. So you know that Alex is parentified. Poppy's old trauma is that she was like bullied in high school. Her family's like really weird, but like in a good way. Like she loves them, but she she both like loves them and like loves how weird they are, but is also like protective slash embarrassed of them because like people always like would laugh at her family and like reject her for it. like that was part of the reason she was bullied is because she like didn't fit in TM. But then even she's like even in my family like I felt like an extra she calls it like an extra bolt she's like my two brothers had each other and then like my parents had each other and even the dogs had a partner but she doesn't she doesn't feel out of place with Alex she always has felt like she belongs with Alex and that's like a constant refrain like and I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) they get at Palm Springs it's super hot and they get to their hotel and the um or they get to like their Airbnb and the air conditioning is broken (laughs) Like, and so it's like 85 degrees, like in their room and there's only one bed. And I'm like, Emily Henry, you knew what you were doing because you knew that you were going to have to tease me with there's only one bed in order for me to make it through all these chased flashbacks, yeah. all these totally fucking platonic flashbacks. You knew I, you were going to have to tell me that there's only one bed was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, I guess Poppy made the reservation and Alex like acts suspicious of her. He's like. He's like, are you sure it said two beds? Are you sure? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why would he think that she would want to trick him into one bed? Like, I was like trying to think back to what happened. Like, I don't know. But flashback to their first trip, which is after their sophomore year of college. And it is to British Columbia. No, Vancouver Island. And so they have like a great time. It's like very like on the cheap. And they get – they meet like their water taxi tour guide is a guy named Buck who (laughs) is like their age. And – invites them to like come stay with him in his like 
you know, fun house basically, like just a bunch of like people hanging out and like doing drugs and like, you know, living the life in Vancouver. And <laughs> he's like, you guys can sleep in a tent in my front yard. I don't know why. I honestly would never want to do that <laughs> versus my own bed. But I get it because po- I get I get it's Poppy's like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted to happen, like to have like random people and like random chance encounters yeah. like this. Poppy is like they're like traveling. They're traveling on the cheap shoes with Alex and Poppy's like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And she thinks it's like discovering new things and traveling. But I know that it's spending time with Alex. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I see what you've done here, Emily Henry, <laughs> the old switcheroo, the old reverse Uno card, mm-hmm. if you will. But yeah, Buck is like, oh, are you two a couple? And mm-hmm. Poppy's like, ah, oh, no, we're just friends. And like, I'm just like, and Alex is just already gone for her. He's like already just completely oh. like, oh, she's shit. like, she's like, we're siblings without the sibling part, without the relationship. And Alex part. is like, <laughs> <laughs> and so Poppy ends up making out with Buck the whole time. She's comparing him to Alex the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I don't want to have sex. So she's never had sex at this point. And Buck is like, oh, that's okay, totally fine. But then he's like looking at the door and she's like, oh, do you want me to leave? And he's like, well, you know, if we're not if we're not going to sleep together, there's a lot of other girls <laughs> I could be getting with. And she's like, OK. And Poppy's <laughs> like, you know, I could be mad about this, but this is just objectively hilarious. Yeah. So like, I'm just going to go find Alex. So she goes to find Alex and she goes to sleep in the tent with Alex. And Alex <laughs> is like immediately ready to like go beat Buck the fuck up, which he definitely could because Alex is, again, ripped inexplicably. And but Poppy's like, ah, oh, no, it was funny. And then she's like, why aren't you like making out with Daisy, who's like one of the other girl, like one of Buck's friends. And mm-hmm. he says, like, Daisy isn't my type. And Poppy assumes this is girl named Sarah, who we know is in the future and like the current time is like Alex's like long term on off again girlfriend. Currently, she's just like a girl he has a crush on like in the past. And Poppy assumes like Sarah's his type. But like, I'm like, no, Poppy, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> So back to the back to the future, back to the present. They're like trying to figure out what the fuck to do with this like ridiculous hotel room. Poppy's like freaking out because she thinks that it has to be like so perfect or else he's not going to want to be yeah. there and like blah, blah, blah. So they end up – they decide to go swimming in the pee pool. <laughs> <laughs> so they go down to the pool. We have mutual sunscreen application. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say that again. We have mutual sunscreen application. And then they're like, it's still so hot. So they go upstairs. They take a shower and they accidentally see each other like naked. <laughs> because the bathroom is like weirdly like futuristic and like spacey spaceshipy and like alex needs to shower first and then he comes out in a towel and poppy's like oh my god and then she goes into the bathroom and then she like runs out in her towel and she's like alex why didn't you tell me the bathroom's like this and like alex like is like butt naked and there has to like pull the towel up it's like oh <laughs> hello <laughs> and i was like mm, poppy mm. Emily Henry giving us the good stuff, like, mm-hmm. right off the bat. So they get in the pool. There's, like, when there's something, there's some more tension. Like, it's so crowded, crowded in the pool that, like, Alex has to, like, grab her and, like, pull her back towards him to, like, get her out of the way of some, like, man in a sheshied, like, I don't know. <laughs> in a hat. In a, you know, wide-brimmed hat. <laughs> a sheshied. <laughs> anyway, flashback. We got their second trip. They went to Nashville. How'd you feel about that, Rachel? <laughs> We don't really get anything about their trip, I feel like. That's because Nashville's fucking boring. Mm. Okay. I'm sorry. My main takeaway from Nashville is that it has bugs large enough to give me a black eye. <laughs> everywhere is boring. There's, there's the same things to do everywhere, basically, unless there's like historical landmarks and like cool It's shit like country like music and also bugs big enough to give me a, to fly into my face and give me a black eye. That happened to me. That's a real story. <laughs> I have pictures of the black eye. 
That could happen anywhere in the lower 48. Wait, that has never happened to me in the Northeast. (laughs) That has never happened to me in the Northeast. Spiders that are coming. It didn't even happen to me in Florida. (laughs) But it could. Um, Could it? Or is it just Nashville? So basically Alex comes over and Poppy's mom is like, it's like, oh, here, honey, take this for the trip. And it's a 50 box of 50 pack of condoms. Uh, <laughs> and Poppy's like, Mom, we're just friends. And she also is like, I haven't even had sex yet. And when Alex hears that, he's like fucking shook. And like Alex has had sex. And while they're joking around about it, like Poppy realizes she wants to kiss Alex. And I'm like, just bitch, just do it. Just mm-hmm. you could save yourself like 10 years of That's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> you just did it. And this is when they like kind of I don't know if this happened before this but they like kind of confined each other about what we were saying their backstories and we find out that specifically well I don't know if we have to get into it but like Poppy's whole thing was that her like first boy that she liked or whatever like told everyone that she gave him a blowjob like and people were bullying her for it and just like making fun of her family and Poppy's whole thing she like she never wants to go back to their hometown so Alex is living in their hometown and mm-hmm. like Poppy never wants to go back there and it's a big source of conflict for them because like in the present day she's constantly roasting Ohio which is where they're from and, like, Alex always gets, like, quiet or, like, flinches a little bit when she does it. Because he's thinking it's, like, a personal – because he's he really wants, like, a traditional, like, family. All he wants is to, like, settle down and have his own family. So every time she says that, he takes that as, like, a personal, like, more of a dig that, like, they can never be yeah. together. Because – but also because fucking Sarah, you found out at one point, the first time they broke up, Sarah says, our relationship is as boring as the library we met in. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you, Sarah. I forgot about that. I don't think I, like – internalized that the first time I wrote this book and I did the second time and I was like you know I was feeling really bad for Sarah the first time I read this and now I'm not so sure Sarah kind of fucking sucks (laughs) who says that to people yeah Alex also has a lot of he has a lot of issues with babies slash childbirth like a lot of like he wants kids but he also like has a lot of trauma because of his mom so just like remember that and so like Poppy during this whole trip keeps trying to bring up like in the modern day she in the current day she keeps trying trying to bring bring up like inside jokes or like things that she remembers from all their previous trips and Alex like acts like he doesn't remember it but when later on we find out he did he remembers everything but he like pretend I don't know why he's like he's like oh I didn't want to be like it would be embarrassing if you knew like how much I that I remember like everything everything about you but like so what just like let Poppy be embarrassed on her own like I don't understand he's just trying to like protect himself at that point because he was like I can't if I like start doing that then I'll be vulnerable with her and then like I'll get hurt again you also find out so we're back in the present day. Nothing happens in Nashville except for, you know, the condom scene. And you find out that along with the cat, Alex's grandma died during their falling out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. why were all of these people? <laughs> Honestly, like, why didn't his grandma get custody? Like, instead of his dad. She should have. Quite frankly. Because Alex was too fucking good at being parentified and nobody noticed. God. So they so it turns out that there is a second bed. It is a chair bed. It is like a pullout. I've never heard of this. Like a pullout bed, but like in a chair, not a sofa. <laughs> and they have like Alex is like, oh, I'm gonna sleep on the chair bed because he's like, you know, he's like, you know, being a gentleman or whatever, because they can't sleep on the bed together because of what happened in Croatia, which is mm-hmm. fucking stupid. And they have a little moment on the chair bed. They're like joshing around and like she falls on him and it's like and then you know they immediately get awkward and then the next day alex has a back spasm because he's 30 and i guess you start to have those (laughs) i used to get back spasms when i was like 11 it was horrible what yeah 
I've told you this story like maybe three times over the past like several years and you're always like, what? But like, yeah, it always – it would always happen if I would be like laying – like you know how you would like lay on your stomach to like talk to people or like in a circle in youth group or whatever? That would be like a huge trigger. One time it happened at the fair and I just remember like I was on like the bounce castle and just like like my whole entire back seat stuff. It was horrible. Then I had to like lay on the like bench <laughs> with mom for like while everyone else was like hanging out. Yeah. I have no recollection of you telling me. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't think it was as bad as like what he has because his like – you know, the pain His is like he can't move for the whole day. Well, I could so yeah, we I have like a little a like pseudo sickbed scene in which Poppy's like, you know, going to buy him ibuprofen mm-hmm. and like getting him – fetching him water. Food and a sandwich. And he's like, oh, I don't want you to be fussing over me. Like go out and do something. So she like goes out and like wanders around the art museum for like four hours and then like – Brings him a sandwich, but I was like, he's he hasn't all he's eaten is like breakfast and like the sandwich like eight hours later. Like, what's going? I don't know. <laughs> you could do better, Poppy. Yeah, but he's like, I started getting back spasms. He got he started getting back spasms shortly after Croatia, and I was like, it's because your body misses Poppy. That this is it. Your body is telling you something's wrong, Alex. But also, so we get a flashback to the third trip. And they go to like California for a wine tasting. Poppy's dating like a shitty boyfriend. Alex doesn't like him, obviously. Poppy in the wine tasting, like they're a little bit wine drunk. Poppy freaks out about dying alone because she realizes her boyfriend's like shitty. And Alex says, I love you and we can die alone together. Hmm. And I'm just like, God damn it. Fuck. (laughs) Again, this man does not exist. (laughs) Show me the car facts. But they go to San Francisco as well. Um, and there's like multiple cute moments. They're like eating at a restaurant. They're just like exploring the city. And he makes her drink water while she's like drunk one night. Yeah. And then I actually didn't take any notes on San Francisco. I just have New Orleans. But New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the present day, like they're talking about like how shitty like dating is and whatever. And Alex is like, yeah, like the dating apps, like I do so bad on them. Like I'm crashing and burning. And Poppy's like, well, let me see it. You know, the classic, like, let me see your dinner. And so he does. <laughs> he see it and she's like, oh, my God, this is like you have like five pages of information about yourself on here and like only one group picture. Like no one's going to know who you are, but they're also going to know everything about you. So there's going to be nothing to talk about. So she like writes him a bio. She's like has a headboard and a full-time job and then like picks out some good pictures for him. And she chooses a picture that she took of him in Tuscany like – when he found out mm-hmm. that he got his – because Alex, you know, is trying to get stories published. So he found out his first short story got accepted by Tin House, which is very prestigious. And it was like a spontaneous picture she took of him. She's like, you should use this. And he's like very clear, like, oh, my God, you still have that. And he's like, you really think women will want to go out with me based on this or whatever? And she's like, well, I, I would. Like, it would. It would definitely work on me. Like I would definitely swipe right on you. And he's like, oh, well – and she's like, you wouldn't swipe right on me. Like, I know you wouldn't. And he's like, let me see your profile. And then he like looks at it and he's like, I'd swipe on you. I would. <laughs> so cute. It's so cute. Uh, she also sees a job listing. Um, she's like pulling up. She's trying to pull up Netflix so they can Netflix and chill. She sees a job listing on Alex's computer for a professorship in New York City. And she's like, oh, my God, Alex might be moving to New York City. And they have like a brief fight. Um, this is before the Tinder scene. They have like a brief fight about like how Alex thinks Poppy hates the suburbs and how Poppy says like she doesn't. She just doesn't want him to settle for Sarah who doesn't like appreciate him and called him boring like the library they met him. <laughs> and also hates Poppy. Yeah, Sarah hates Poppy. Understandably, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> I get why Sarah doesn't like Poppy, uh, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> 
But yeah, so they have a cute little Tinder moment and then they Netflix and chill, but without any of like the chilling because they're both just like. It's like the the scene in Twilight when they're watching the like tape in class and it's like electricity. They're like digging their their palms, (laughs) their fingernails (laughs) into their palms. Gritting their teeth. So now we have Nolans. They go to Nolans for the fourth trip. And I'm just like, oh my God, like these two dummies just need to like communicate with each other. But like they won't like and they just can't like they they're they're just too dumb. And Poppy has a new boyfriend named Guillermo and uh, Alex is with Sarah now for the first time. And Poppy's worried that Guillermo only likes changeable things about her. Like he doesn't like who she is because he goes home and he's like, wow, like you're so different in New York. Like it's great. And she's like, oh, no, like he only likes me like because of the things I change about herself. And I'm like, Alex loves everything about you poppy please please remember that alex loved you from the beginning you you dummy but she doesn't yet because we still have eight more years to go yep (laughs) they have a cute little scene where they dance in the streets of new orleans on the street and like they both feel like nobody else is there and it's like particularly significant because alex like doesn't like like he doesn't like pda he doesn't like being like the center of attention in public but he like they both, you know, feel safe with each other. We also have a cute little scene where they're accidentally staying in the French Quarter and it's super fucking loud at all hours of the day. They can't sleep. And this is where I say to you people, earplugs. I know. I know what you're going to say to me. You're going to say to me, oh, well, Rachel, I can't sleep with earplugs. It's more distracting than, than the noise. And what I will say to you is that I used to be one of you people. I used to think I couldn't sleep with earplugs. In fact, I didn't even know how to put in earplugs. <laughs> secret secret is that you just you gotta like twist them up you can't just like sh- try to shove them in there but wh- the thing you have to ask yourself is is it better to try to sleep with no noise or am i the kind of person who's not going to be able to sleep no matter what if there's noise if you're the latter buckle through it and it will change your life anyway if any earplug companies want to sponsor me <laughs> i hate earplugs <laughs> Also on this trip, Poppy reads Alex's short stories and she thinks about how like she felt lonely as a kid and how with Alex she will never feel lonely again. Just like more. Just Emily Henry, like you just like you think you can stand up straight and walk to the finish line of this book. And then Emily Henry just like swings down on a vine with a frying pan and just like knocks you down (laughs) once again (laughs) with this kind of shit. (sighs) With what? With a frying pan. She's like on a vine with a frying pan. Just like specifically. What scene are you talking about? With just her reading Alex's short stories and crying and then being like, I felt so lonely as a kid and I will never feel lonely again as long as I have Alex. And I'm like, God, Emily, chill out. (laughs) Use the frying pan to make some eggs. You don't have to keep hitting me over the head with it. Back in the present day, Alex is taking a shower and then coming out fully dressed, sadly, but with water droplets still clinging sensuously to his forehead and neck. So they, yeah, so they go to they go to Vale for their fifth trip. Guillermo has dumped her, and Alex and Sarah are dating seriously. And Sarah doesn't like Poppy, probably because she knows her boyfriend and is won't in love with her Poppy. Back <laughs> Yeah, don't follow wasn't won't follow her back on Instagram. Their friendship is like awkward and like Alex will only call her when he's like driving to the gym in like the morning mm-hmm. or like driving back in the afternoon because like I guess he can't do it around Sarah, which is like, dude, <laughs> if you are if you're dating someone and you have to like be sneaky about a relationship with another person, like one of those relationships needs to end. Like you you can't like not a good relationship. Don't do that. And 
yeah, they go to Vale. Uh, Sarah didn't really want him to go to Vale, but he did anyway. He has also adopted Flannery O'Connor at this point, who I guess is like, she's like an older cat, but like also, because I was wondering, I was like, how is Flannery O'Connor dead in eight years if like he just got her? But like, it says like she's like has a bunch mm-hmm. of medical problems and is like older but like looks small and he just like constantly texts poppy like pictures of her but at that point when he first gets her he hasn't named her flannery o'connor yet so he just calls her little friend <laughs> little cutie or something like that right? just calls her he has a bunch of names he calls her like cat like cutie like little friend but like specifically little mm-hmm. friend <laughs> yeah Great. you're missing the main thing from bale which is that he carries madame zeroni down the mountain poppy sprains her ankle which was very triggering for me emily henry i feel like there needed to be a trigger warning as someone (laughs) with chronically (laughs) chronic ankle sprains having to read about someone chronically spraining their ankle which i definitely read this book like right around the time that i had that really bad sprain and then had to hike down a mountain i let it be known listener that this same thing happened to me And despite being with my brother and sister, neither of them carried me down the mountain. I had to limp down the mountain. My brother kept sprinting ahead. Like Rachel at least provided her body to lean on. But Stefan, like every time he came over to like help me help like relieve some of my pain, he would just like start power walking. And I was like, I can't go that fast. Well, Stefan, that was probably like slow for Stefan. I just, but he would like speed up. And I was like, I don't, sir, (laughs) understand why you're doing this. Anyway, so I didn't have this experience, but Poppy does have the experience in which Alex like picks her up and carries her. This is why he has to be buff, Rachel. It's not even because he has to be hot. He has to be buff so he can carry her the whole way down the mountain. I feel like usually in this type of scene, they make it seem like easy. But he's like, oh, it's it's gonna be tough. Like I have to. He does have to regularly take breaks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So back in Palm Springs, they're leaving for dinner, and Poppy like tries to dramatically like fling the car keys to him so he can drive for some reason, even though he's injured. And but she, they fall like two feet too short, and then he like can't bend to pick them because of his back spasm. So she has to pick them up. But it just got me thinking about the short car key throw in media. Because, like, it's interesting how many different implications that one action can have. Because we have, like, we have the Jake Gyllenhaal version, which is, like, dick boyfriend who just doesn't care enough. And then we have Anthony Bridgerton version, which is someone intentionally trying to be a dick who immediately regrets it. And then it's just like, why do I feel guilty? Why do I feel guilty? And then we have this where it's just, like, klutz girl, accident, whatever. But somehow the girl always ends up being the one to pick it up. And I don't know what that's at. (laughs) But <laughs> is it is that the topic of your next dissertation? No. Maybe there will be. Anyway, no. they drive around Palm Springs. They go to the zoo. They see some goats. And I personally think goats like I know goats are associated with the devil. And frankly, I think that's entirely justified. I'm sorry if you like goats. This isn't like goat personality. But like, have you seen goat eyes like those? If Satan has eyes, if Satan is real and he has <laughs> eyes, like he has, those are his fucking eyes. Like, what the fuck? Why do goats have eyes like that? Or do you just think that because the goats? No, I, I remember again, I went also in the West in very hot weather. It was at the ostrich farm when we were like driving down the ho- highway. We saw this giant sign for like ostrich farm, like come see them. And so we went to go see the ostrich farms and they also had goats. <laughs> and I saw a goat face to face for the first time since I was like six years old at a petting zoo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, your prejudice is set in. No, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> what the fuck? Why do you look like that? Oh, my God. Like the- I was like, you're casting a spell on me. <laughs> like what? 
<laughs> horrible anyway alex gets heat exhaustion and i'm like is it heat exhaustion or was it the goats putting a spell on like did the goats curse you like is that i think i'm i think i'm landing on something here i think this was actually the secret message that emily henry wanted us to get is that the goats are responsible for alex getting heat exhaustion so like with basically every other trip this is a great example of like everything goes wrong and it's not like perfect but like Unlike the past times when they still always have a great time, Poppy is like super anxious and wants everything to go right. She like for some reason, even though they've never had like a perfect trip, she for some reason thinks that like if this trip isn't perfect, you know, like it it won't work out. She's really like anxious about this the whole time. The next day they have – she like drags him to like all these different places. Like no, sorry. This is the same day. But she like keeps wanting to drag him to like all these different places. They go to like a dinosaur like – you know, roadside attraction. Finally, Alex is like, can we please just go home? And she's like, I don't know if the apartment will be fixed. Like, this is horrible. Blah, blah, blah. Like, ah. Uh. They get a flat tire. Mm-hmm. And they have to get, uh, like, a tow truck. And um, <laughs> tow truck drivers are just, like, insane. Like, I, I would like tow truck <laughs> drivers to, like, feature more prominently in in – and I say like insane in like a complimentary way. I don't say this in a derogatory way. But like the time when we were trying to come pick you up from camp and we went through like the McDonald's drive through and then the car hood started smoking and then like we couldn't pick you up from camp, obviously, and had to get a tow truck. And the fucking tow truck driver, first of all, it was like five of us crammed into the front truck bed, like bed of his truck. No one wearing seatbelts. My head was banging against the ceiling because this man drove in the middle of the highway, drove across the long grassy medium, like down a hill to like make a U-turn. And we were like, are you, I was like, are you allowed to do this? And he was like, I'm a tow truck driver. We're allowed to do like whatever, like special things. Like, and I legit, this is another thing where like for a decade, at least I didn't question this. I was just like, oh yeah, tow truck drivers are just like allowed to do Like, they don't have to follow normal driving. Like, I legitimately for, like, a, like did not question it for a moment. But no, this guy was just insane. <laughs> just like Mr. Gibbs or what's his name in um, Adventures in Babysitting. Another classic. If you had never seen 1980 – when did they come out? 1987? Like Adventures in Babysitting. Chris Columbus, some of his best work. Um, you should see it. But <laughs> – Yeah, not the remake. The, the 80s version mm-hmm. of Adventures in Babysitting. A classic. It actually holds up. We have watched it with people who never saw it as kids and they laughed. So (laughs) take that. If that's not a glowing recommendation, I don't know what is. But (laughs) so, okay, next flashback. First vacation we saw, the one where it rained the whole day at the beach. And we find out that, like, this is the first time Poppy realized she was in love with Alex. But of course, she's too much of a coward to say say that. They got back to the, they get back to the hotel room and it is 90 degrees. Like it doesn't because they called the guy, the like Airbnb host, and his name is Nikolai. And he was like, you just have to lower it one degree at a time, which is the most nonsense thing I've ever heard. And so they tried doing that and they like got it down to like 78. And then like they come back and it's at 90. And they like, they're just like, they have like basically they both have like breakdowns and they like just start yelling at each other. And like Alex, Poppy's like it, Poppy like basically confesses like her niece. She's like, this has to be perfect. Like we have to like, be friends again like this is supposed to fix things and Alex is like things can never go back to the way things were and it starts to rain and then there's we got some confessions in the rain and then they like kiss and then of course it cuts away but it's okay because this is like the best flashback in the whole book it is frankly very rude to cut away just when they're about to make out (laughs) they're supposed to go to Norway because Alex was like I want to go some let's go somewhere cold next time at the um Mm. that that first trip that we saw the like island Mm -hmm. trip 
so Poppy has this whole like they're gonna go to an ice hotel and like she has this whole like trip planned through R and R because like now she's working at the fancy magazine, but then she gets sick and um she's like, Alex, just go without me. Like I'll meet you later mm-hmm. or whatever. And of course Alex doesn't do that. Um I also I also want to point out that Alex is constantly like Flannery O'Connor reminds me of you, Poppy. And Poppy's oh. like, haha, like why? Like, is it cause she like scratches people or like whatever? She like makes all these jokes. And he just keeps being like, because she's a tiny fighter. And I will say, this book is an example of a book where the fact that Poppy is a small person is referenced an appropriate number of times. Yes. All right. We get it. She's small, he's big. We are not hit over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> There are no, there are no being picked up like rolled up newspapers here, my friends. She struggles to carry her down the mountain despite the fact that she's small. Yes, very realistic. Yeah. But yeah, Poppy's like, you know, having fucking fever dreams in which like Flannery O'Connor is like chasing her (laughs) through like a nightmare world. And then she hears banging at the door and she like thinks it's like the cat, like smacking her across the head with like its paws but it's actually Alex (laughs) at the door and she like opens it she's like what the fuck she thinks she's hallucinating and she's like I told you to go without me and he's like bitch fuck that of course I'm not gonna fucking go to Norway while you're like dying of she has a pneumonia we find out she has fucking pneumonia he's like what no and he comes and he takes care of her and he cleans up her pee and I know it's so gross but like frankly there is like nothing more romantic to me (laughs) Than like someone willingly cleaning up, like changing your sheets after you've peed the bed. Like what an expression of love. I really yeah. can't. I can think of few things that are like a better expression of love than doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be romantic love, but like the willingly cleaning up someone's pee. In this scene, while they're sick, they they like they kind of like break down all their walls while he's taking care of her. And I just fuck. I love sick that scene so much. And he tells her about his mom and how he like never talked about her as a kid because his like dad couldn't talk about her without being sad. Yeah. He's like, I can't really remember a lot about her, but like I remember as a kid always telling people like she was like the best singer in the world. And then like when I was like 16 or something, I was at my grandma's house and I like saw a home video of like her singing and she was like truly a horrendous singer. And he was like, that was like it was it was basically he was like this is the first first time like i thought of my mom as like a person rather than like a, a warning man yeah yeah I know, which is so mad god if this dad wasn't already shitty for like totally abandoning his responsibilities as a father like he's also like ruining his i know his wife's like- memory with his like his youngest son who his wife died giving birth to like doesn't know anything about his mom because the dad just totally and like I under listen I have compassion like I understand that grief is really really fucking difficult and it's really really fucking difficult to be a single parent to four kids that are all like six and under like I I get that that is that is hard I have a lot of empathy for the dad but he and I understand also that like men especially men of his generation like weren't encouraged like express their emotion emotions and like productive and healthy ways but it's just so no that would the, the excuse for that would be like if he like clammed up and was just like whatever like too stoic but he was like the opposite yeah i don't know yeah he just I he's know. such a shitty dad he's such a shitty dad yeah. again why didn't grandma betty get custody or like show them these maybe she didn't before? fight yeah i don't know yeah i don't know this reminds me of i always like I I had the same thing with like our mom like he would always sing and and he would always be like oh our my voice is like so bad like I hate like you know my voice has always been so bad but I was like, always like I always thought it was like so nice 
And she's also like, she's like, she re- Poppy realizes during the sick birthday and she's like, I'm more in love with him than ever. But she's scared. Like if she tells him she'll ruin their friendship and she'll lose him. That's like the big, like both of them this whole time are like, I can't tell the other person how I feel because I can't lose them. They're too important to me. And so she like pushes it back down. Mm-hmm. And they have like a, they have like a, they have like a sexual tension, like cuddling scene when she's sick oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And so then after rudely cutting away, we are back. To the makeout scene. And it's not just a makeout, baby. It's full on balcony sex, which I'm like, do people, can people see them? They can hear them. <laughs> we found that out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's such a fake out because she's like, she says something like, I couldn't have imagined kissing him would be this good. Like, if I had known that it would be this good, it's like better than any sex I've ever had. Like, if it could be this good, I would always have been doing it. So it makes you think, like, what could have happened in Croatia besides, but like, I don't know. It just seems inaccurate. Yes, they were, like, that was like a drunk kiss. Spoiler yeah. alert for what happens in Croatia. Yeah. Um, but Alex, but Poppy's like, shit, I'm not on birth control. And Alex is like, don't worry, I have a vasectomy. <laughs> And you'll, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna tell them no. yet why no, he no, got no. the vasectomy. No, but Poppy's like very like heartwarmed by this, but yeah. And Poppy's like, if there was like one person I would want to like, you know, I guess like do it bare with, you know, it's Alex. And so they fuck on the balcony and Poppy's like impatient. She's like, stop making me wait for you. And Alex says, stop being impatient. I've waited 12 years. I want this to last. Oh. And then, Alex is also really good at sex with her and Poppy's like how are you so good at this and Alex says I remember what it sounds like when you like something and I'm just (laughs) so fucking cute they have mutual I love yous yeah they say I love you god anyway if you know someone like Alex please slide into my DMs with his contact information I would be willing to marry a man if he was like Alex you know what Alex is Alex is pa 20 years early you know what I mean Alex is pa in his youth yeah for sure mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. he's he's full on, yeah he's full on pa because he's literally been a pa to three boys <laughs> like- well no he doesn't have the beard yet the no, beard is important that. to the yeah. pa tr- for the full pa transformation requires a beard. <laughs> but Alex is pa like pre-beard, which is fine. He can he doesn't have to have a beard like on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. You know. God. And then they try for round two. And that's when Nikolai Nikolai comes in. God. Yeah, the, the the landlord. He like finally comes in. He's like, Oh my God, like I thought you guys were just being dramatic, but it's fucking hot in here. <laughs> He's like, I'm so sorry, like I'll refund you. Um he doesn't comment on the shredded plastic that like Poppy has like cut up. Yeah, because there's construction. There was construction in the hotel room. Well, also the the pool has been drained at this point, so they can't even go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it rains. They have sex on the balcony because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right, raining. Right. So, so it's Nikolai's like, cool. like, I'm so sorry. I'll be fun to you. Like, go to a hotel, and they're like, All right, we'll go to a hotel. So they check into like what honestly sounds like Disneyland, Disney World's like animation resort. Like it sounds what? like it sounds like one. Of, you know, like the whatever like Disneyland resort you stayed in for senior trip, like those like themed ones. That's what it sounds I like. I studied in like the rock and Yeah, gold. like one of those. There's one that's like super colorful. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. I've driven by it. But that's what it sounds like. And it, But it's like different like – I forget. Like yeah. I forget what that – it's like colored themes. Anyway, they go there. As they're – wait. As they're leaving, the, they find a Groupon for oh. a fancy spa because there's this – the couple that they met in the like car rot and the shared Uber. It turns out that they've also been staying at the hotel and they heard them have sex. They were like, we can't use this. So here you go. Like, it sounds like you're having a good time. You, we don't, you know, they were, like, they were like, we couldn't use it because we were too busy using our room. Like, sounds like you guys were too. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Did they end up using the spa group on though? They don't. I don't know. But it, yeah, it's just funny. It's funny. Yeah. 
And they go to the hotel and there are two beds in the hotel room and she like goes in to take a shower. And when she comes out, he's like asleep on his bed. And Poppy's like, I don't want to presume anything about us like cuddling. So I am going to go sleep in the other bed. And I'm like, you, God damn it. <laughs> you dumbass. Bro, first she's like, usually I, in general, I love sprawling out on a queen size bed on these trips. And I'm like, do you not have a queen size bed at home, girl? Like what? Like why? Like what size bed do you have at home? That you anyway. She only has a double. She lives in New York. She's also like, oh, I don't really enjoy showering, but like this shower is really nice. And like I love showering, but I get what she. She's, she's like because I hate having to like brush out my hair and like do all these things. And I totally get that because it's like all the things you have to do before and after that like ruin the experience. It's like having to do things before bed. Like even like flossing is usually it's like sometimes too much for me. Sometimes for me, the shower, it's like it's even just like having to do things in the shower. And I'm like, I know like collectively, like even if I'm just doing the basics like this could take, especially now with my haircut, like like the actual like showering thing takes like five minutes, maybe longer if I'm letting my like conditioner sit in the hair, my hair for a little bit longer. But it's just like I'm like, there's just so many things I have to remember to do. See, I just like stand there for like 10 minutes straight, just enjoying the water. And then I like, you know, do my shampoo and that's it <laughs> like yeah yeah um so anyway now we finally have oh wait no i'm sorry it's not the croatia trip now we have the tuscany trip mm-hmm. um and they're going on a, a four a couples a double couples trip mm-hmm. so it's alex and sarah and poppy and trey who's like the photographer that they were supposed to work with in norway you also find out at this point very just randomly Alex and his brothers are named in alphabetical order, which is just very Bridgerton I of like Emily it, yeah. to do. I don't know what the two middle brothers are names, but the oldest, but Alex is the oldest and the youngest is David. You also, we also have a flashback with like Grand- Grandma Betty at her before she died, obviously at her like like someone's birthday party, like I think Alex's dad's dad, birthday party, yeah. and Al- um, Poppy and Grandma Betty are in the kitchen. And Grandma Betty is basically just like, listen, I like Trey and I'm glad that like you love him and like you're happy with him. But like TBH, I thought you were going to end up with Alex. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) that's yeah. And this Mm -hmm. is when we get Flannery O'Connor hissing at Poppy and Sarah's like, wow, she really doesn't like you. And Poppy's (laughs) like, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) I'm actually going to scratch your eyes out. (laughs) Oh, wait, I didn't mention. Okay, this is this is totally a purpose of nothing, but I just remembered it and I just remember that I didn't mention it. Alex is described as a um a young hot cat lady at heart. That's just important to know. As if all hot all cat ladies aren't hot. Yeah. This is like, why we need the cat scale. We are right reclaiming the cat lady mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. So Tuscany though, this is the first trip of theirs that I'm like really jealous of. Like I would totally go on this trip. Um not that I wouldn't like go, I would go to Canada, whatever, but like, you know, this is like sign me up. It's like a villa. They just like lie around and eat all day. They see how long are they there for? Because they, I don't know. The way it's described is like this routine that they have, but there's like three different routines and like it doesn't make sense. I think sense. it's I like they're there for like a week. They're in like a villa. You know what I mean? It's not like they're like traveling around. They're sort of like they're based in one spot. Anyway, so then Poppy goes to pick up some snacks, which I would just like to read the quote aged cheese and meats, fresh bread, and a variety of jams and tiny jars and lots of wine, which just ideal snacks. Mike Newton, is that you? Yeah. An array of wines to choose from? from. (laughs) That sounds delicious. Oh, my God. You know what's really fucking good? Fake jam. Have you ever had, like, fig jam? Oh, yeah. There's, like, fancy fig jam. You can get it at, like, Acme or something. Yeah. It's just really fucking good. I just love figs. Period. Yeah. Anyway, it goes really well with, like, brie. Like, it's good with, like, your, like, homemade 
charcuterie boards. Anyway, Poppy basically makes the charcuterie board. They're all around like a fire in their Tuscan villa and they're like bonding. And Sarah complains that Alex doesn't like PDA, but also like drops that they are like probably going to get married. And Poppy's like shook. And it all seems to be going well. Like Sarah's like, like Poppy's like, wow, like me and Sarah like can be friends until Sarah and Trey start roasting, like ganging up on Poppy about liking The Bachelor. And like Sarah Loki implies that she's a narcissist. And I was just like, you guys suck. <laughs> I was like, I want. I think in general it goes well. Like she likes them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then on the last day, dun, dun, dun. so we've been like getting a few. Like every so often, it'll be like Poppy will be like, "Oh, I'm feeling so nauseous," but it's it's probably just a migraine or like I haven't eaten. And she's like, "Oh, I'm feeling so nauseous," and then she's like, "Shit, I haven't gotten my period," and she runs. She's like the closest 24 hour grocery store was 35 minutes away, and I'm like, I frankly do not believe that there are any 24 hour grocery yeah. stores in rural Italy. Like, no. there's not even one in, in, like, suburban Pennsylvania anymore. There was one. They got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Anyway, she manages to go and get, like, three pregnancy tests. And then she's just, like, crying in the kitchen. And Alex walks in because he's about to go on his, like, morning run. And he's like, oh, my God, like, what's the matter? And she, like, tells him. He's like, she's like, what do you want? She's like, I don't think Trey wants to have kids. And he's like, no, what do you want to do? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, I'll support you, like, no matter what. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, you and Sarah are just going to, like, buy an apartment right next to mine? Like, how's that going to work? And he's like, I don't – like, whatever you need. And then she takes the tests, and they're all negative. And Alex, like, starts, like, crying from – yeah, from from relief. And he's like, I don't know – like, I don't know what I would do if anything ever happened to you. Like – because for him, pregnancy is like he wants kids. For him, pregnancy is like also kind of like, a death, I mean, like potentially a death sentence. Talk about it a lot. Sure, yeah. but like for him, like he just sort of has that trauma because of his right. mom. Right. Um, and then they never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And they start becoming <laughs> increasingly distant after the the Tuscany trip. Yeah, because Poppy's like, oh, I like Alex really would change his whole life for me, and like that's it's like I'm not like making room for him to have his like own life and like build his own thing with Sarah like it's just like not fair so I have to like put distance between us and I'm like or you could you could just date Alex yourself mm-hmm. you could also just do that so the next morning back to the future the next morning after they had sex he is gone when she wakes up but he comes back with a cinnamon roll and a latte delicious delicious I hope it's Cinnabon even if it's not cinnamon rolls 10 out of 10 and they don't talk about it at all. And she's like, why? Like, what's going on? Like, I, she's like, I have to be okay with, like, if nothing changes after this. Like, I have yeah. to be okay with it. Poppy's like, I won't make it awkward. And by doing so, she makes it awkward. <laughs> Alex does, too. Like, he doesn't bring it up. And it doesn't make any sense considering his whole thing was, like, I want it to be, like, deliberate when it finally happens. Like, yeah. Well, well I, I think it's because – I honestly think Alex's motivations is because – she fucking slept in the other bed. So he probably woke mm-hmm. up and he was like, oh, that's how it's okay. Like she just wants to pretend it didn't happen again, you know? So yeah. so yeah. I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. But then they go to his brother's bachelor bachelor party. But right beforehand, they like work stuff out. They finally are like, okay. like Yeah, she's like, like why didn't not- we just like spend the entire day fucking instead of like why didn't have you look at me looked at me the whole day and he's like oh well it's because it's kind of awkward to have like a raging hard on at the pool like <laughs> I can't yeah but then so they have the they have a quickie right beforehand and then they go to the and you think at this point you're like wow they finally worked it all out they're gonna make it mm-hmm. not so friends not so at all 
So they get there and are greeted by Alex's brother, David, who is marrying a man named Tom. And so I only ever listened to this book as an audiobook until I was trying to finish it desperately in the last hour before we recorded <laughs> this. And so I pulled up the like I, I found it on the library. I, read, I found, pulled up the PDF of the actual words, you know, like the audio, the ebook. Tom is not T O M, it is T H A M. So do with that what you will, reader. <laughs> but anyway, David is like super excited. Like they're holding hands when they come in, even though you know. Alex allegedly doesn't like holding hands. He doesn't mind PDA with Poppy. David's like, oh my gosh, like you guys are finally together. I'm so happy. Like been waiting for this. And, and oh, David. So David tells he like, Alex like goes off to, I don't know, like do something to like go get drinks or something. And David tells Poppy, he's like, I'm glad that like Alex has you because like Alex is kind of an empty nester. And I'm like, thank God someone just like straight up called out like the parentify. Like David's like just fully, he's like, yeah, Alex was my dad fully. And like, I'm glad like he, like we sort of moved on to our own lives and like he was like by himself. David also reveals at this point that Alex was going to propose to Sarah. He had the ring um, and, and everything. Yeah. And Poppy feels super guilty because she like blames herself for forcing Alex to choose her all the time. She's like, my default was to ask for what I wanted and he would give it to me even if that wasn't the best thing for him. And I'm like, this this whole explanation, if you just like listen to it on the surface level, like it makes sense sort of. But then it's like so convoluted. It's like why? She's like, she's like, it feels like an admission of guilt that we kept whole parts of ourselves, our hearts for each other. And I'm like, okay, it's not guilt if you just – own it just be with alex so yeah so after the bachelor party they get back um poppy confronts alex about sarah and she's like tell me like i'm not the reason that you're not with sarah and alex is like fuck off of course you're the fucking reason i'm not with sarah and of course like you're the reason i got a vasectomy because like i got so scared after your your pregnancy scare that i got home and immediately got a vasectomy and i didn't he's like i didn't even think to ask sarah Sarah. yeah to tell sarah i was doing it and then as i was like going home like i saw a ring and it was like a vintage ring and he was like that would be perfect for poppy and he was like that like he was like i I like I went home and I broke up with Sarah like immediately afterwards. He was like, I can't be with her because I'm doing all these things for Poppy. And I was like, my love language is men getting vasectomies for me. He not only had a vasectomy, he also froze his sperm because he's like, I took precautions just in case it's yeah. not reversible. And that seems like much more involved. Like I feel like you have to go multiple times probably. And like in all that time, he still didn't like even think to tell Sarah. I don't know. No, like that's so much. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so they're yelling and Poppy's like, oh my God. And she like feels so guilty. And Poppy's like, and Alex is like, dude like no like I he's like I don't know how to love someone as much as I love you and like he was also scared of losing her after watching last night's episode of The Bachelor it's a little bit of a trigger for me because he's quantifying love oh my god no okay yeah so then they like make out he's like in you like every like tiny thing things that would be tiny like feel huge with like when you said you would swipe right on me on tinder he's like I've spent like 12 years like I've been in love with you since the day you went inside to make out with that pothead taxi driver. <laughs> yeah, so the next day they're going they go to the rehearsal dinner and he's holding her hand and Poppy's like, "You don't have to hold my hand, like you only have to do it when you want to." And he says, "Poppy, there may come a day when I don't have to be touching you at all times, but today is not that day." And I'm like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Alex?" And that's his, this is when he admits that he, like, pretended to forget about all their, like, inside yeah. jokes because he, like, didn't want to embarrass himself. Um, now, shithead Alex's dad comes up. And Alex 
stops holding her hand. And I really, okay, I really liked this little tidbit because instead of like, so you would think like normally like the romance novel trope that comes along with like, oh, he stops holding her hand when his family's nearby. is like, she gets insecure about it. She's like, why doesn't he want his family to know? But instead of doing that, like, she's like, I'm glad Alex felt safe, like doing what he needed to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I'm glad like he knew he felt safe that he could like stop holding my hand because he like didn't want to like do that with his dad yet. And I was mm-hmm. like, God, that's so healthy. <laughs> so Poppy, like the dad comes over and he's like, oh, what a lovely day. But it's just so sad that, you know, my wife's mother, our Graham died and it won't be the same without her. And he starts like crying. No, basically. he's like, I'm sad that his, our, their mom isn't going to be here. Right. He's like, just like she was a great member of our family, just like her daughter he's like i don't know how i'm gonna make it through it and poppy's like but you will you will because it's your son's wedding dickhead yeah and then the dad like you know is like shook and walks away and alex is like i think i just developed a fetish that involves you telling hard truths to my father <laughs> yeah the dad alex is also like I'm, i need to go to therapy <laughs> at this point he's like yeah i'm gonna go to therapy when i get back because i need to know why i don't feel comfortable express like being happy in front of my dad and I'm like, that's right, Alex, because you were abused as a child. And then the dad gives a toast. And I'm like kind of mad that Alex didn't get to the toast <laughs> because yeah. mm, who was really the dad, like David's father? It was Alex. Exactly but I'm also said. glad, like, I don't know, it was nice that there wasn't like bitter. Like Alex was Alex and Poppy were both just like, this is the way things are. And like being there's no point being bitter. Well, the dad is explicitly like. I can't take credit for how David turned out because, like, thank you to my sons for raising him. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, sons or son? Like, yeah. did the other two really contribute or was it just Alex? Yeah. Because, yeah, because we even, like, Alex will, like, come home from college to drive them places because he's like, my dad's so sweet, but he's, like, too flaky to remember wh- who needs to be where and when. I'm like, well, how did they survive for the nine months of the school year? Anyway. And got, but also like I fucking pity his wife even when she was alive because he was probably just like the worst fucking co-parent. He was like one of those dads that's just like, oh, my wife knows all the kids' schedules. Yeah, and I'm like, God, God. Anyway, so they don't talk. They this whole time they haven't talked about like what's next. Like, are they going to be in a relationship after this trip? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And they don't have time to text the next talk the next morning because they're rushing to the airport because they oversleep. And then they finally get to the airport. And like literally as Alex's plane is about to board, I I don't even know like how – like Alex is like, it I thought about this. goes off the fucking rails. Yeah, Alex is like, <laughs> I thought about this for so long. Like, I want this. I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't like totally sure. I hadn't thought every angle of it. And then Poppy manages to just like completely word vomit and be like, basically, this whole trip was because I was feeling lost in my real life. And like, you know, I just wanted to like try something new. And out, like, it just comes out in like the worst possible. Like, yeah. She admits that she lied about like R&R sponsoring the trip. And Alex is basically like, I'm not a vacation from your real life. You need to think about what you want. And like, you need to you need to do that before we can be together. Because like, I like this isn't like casual to me and Poppy's like yeah I've kind of like taken Alex for granted and I've never really Mm -hmm. actually like thought about what I wanted which is like been her journey like from the beginning like she doesn't she's like I don't I'm at a point where like I just don't know what I want anymore and now we finally get Croatia basically it's just their worst trip yet yeah it's a horrible trip it's very awkward like they plan to talk this whole time but they can't because of the photographer and then finally the last night like they're both a little bit tipsy and when when Poppy's drunk she's like this is what it must feel like to be a cat to be a cat (laughs) (laughs) um 
But yeah, they they make out really, really hard. And then Alex like stops it because he's like, oh, we can't do this while we're drunk. And Alex like pretends that it's okay. And it's just like the worst, like it's like mis- miscommunication. Like they're both just dummies. Like Alex is like, we can't do this. And Poppy's like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. We'll pretend like it never happened. Even though like that's definitely not what Alex wants, but like he doesn't communicate. That's not what he wants. And yeah. And then like after that is like when they just have like their two year hiatus current day like poppy is just like really realizing that like yeah i was treating alex too casually she's in a funk and then her boss swapna is the one that tells her to go to therapy and it turns out to be rachel's mom who we did know was a therapist from the beginning and poppy just also has now gotten like a totally new perspective on croatia like at the time she thought that alex was saying like that this shouldn't have happened like that making out because he just like wanted to he never wanted it to happen he wanted to go back to how things were before but really it was because alex was saying like it shouldn't have happened in this way like they shouldn't have been like rushed and we were drunk. I wanted it to be like the real deal and like actually think it through. Yeah, they're both just dummies. Um, so she's going to therapy now, working through all her childhood trauma, and then she meets one of her her first middle school boyfriend. Not her, not she does not consider him. Yeah. No, but the like the, her childhood bully, bully on the train, yeah. and he apologizes. She like at first pretends like she doesn't remember how he bullied her, but then she's like, yeah, you know, he's like, ah, uh, I don't know, like. I just, I guess I wanted to say I'm sorry. And then so finally she's like, sorry for what? Jason. Sorry for what? Jason. (laughs) And then Jason's like, oh, okay. And then he was like, I was a dick. He basically, he just apologizes and he's like, basically just like, it was a lot of, you know, clearly Jason has also been to therapy and Poppy like realizes that she needs to let it go and like stop basing her entire because she's basically been basing her entire life on like proving her bullies wrong and like being like, I got out of Linfield and I made something of myself and I was like successful and she's like, I've been basing my whole life on like what other people think of me instead of just like she doing that like everyone grows up and she was like picturing all of them as just like stuck as kids and like essentially herself as like, yeah. So then she decides she's going to quit her job, but she's a responsible adult. She's not going to quit it until she has a new job lined up. Um, and then she's also going to grand gesture Alex at his school. She flies out to Ohio and she goes up to the school. And first of all, don't, don't corner people at their place of work it's i guess it's okay in this case because he did technically tell her to come find him like when she figured shit out but Mm -hmm. in general again we've said it before don't do this to people at places they can't leave (laughs) she she goes after school time so he could that's true but still before she so before i just i just i do want to point out one thing before she gets to school is that um her brother is writing a gritty smurf (laughs) origin story as a movie (laughs) At least one sex scene, and then presenting yeah. it to the entire family. Yes, over Zoom. So, um, Emily Henry, if you ever have, if you ever get like a little tipsy, you want to write some bonus content, I would be very interested in reading this screenplay. Uh-huh. Please, thank you. Yeah. So, Poppy gets to the school. Naturally, she can't get into the school. She's like, "Yeah, I realized they don't just let strange adults into school. Like, that's a very good thing. <laughs> like, but it's very inconvenient for me." And she runs into Sarah. And she apologizes to Sarah. And Sarah is like, yeah, I mean, it definitely would have been better for all of us if like you or he or I would have like figured out that you guys were in love with each other. Like it just like she's like that really fucking sucked. But Sarah is just like she's like, like, whatever. Like I she's like, I thought you were for a long time. I thought you were like the cause of all my problems. But then you like basically dipped out of his life after Tuscany and our problems just got worse. So Poor Sarah. I don't know. I feel bad for Sarah. But also, like... Also, she told Alex their relationship was as boring as no, the library they met him. I'm not going to remember for that. Maybe it was. But 
<laughs> I don't know. Like, it was a mean thing to say, but also, like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I feel bad for Sarah. Really blame like, she should have just, like, ditched Alex, but. But also, just, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, like, can't. I know this is me. This is very much a me thing, but I just, like, can't imagine being in a relationship with someone who, like, I couldn't, like, trust. You know what I mean? And, like, Sarah, like, very clearly, like, the whole relationship, she's, like, doesn't trust. She doesn't like Poppy because, like, she doesn't trust them together. I don't know if it's as much doesn't trust them together as she feels like Alex is giving a lot of himself to Poppy and as if it's, like, a zero-sum game. And that means there's, like, less for her. Like, I don't know if she's constant. I don't know if it's necessarily that she's, like, constantly suspecting him of cheating as it is just, like – having a person to compete for like his attention and affection anyway sarah tells poppy where where to find alex which is that like the local bar that the teachers hang out in and poppy runs to him and she gives him this big long speech in the middle of the bar and i won't read the whole thing but like one of the final lines she's like she tells him you're not a vacation and you're not the answer to my career crisis but when i'm in a crisis or i'm sick or i'm sad you're the only thing i want and when i'm happy you make me so much happier i still have a lot to figure out but the one thing i know is wherever you are that's where i belong i'll never belong anywhere like i belong with you no matter what i'm feeling i want you next to me you're home to me alex and i think i'm that for you too and i just like i don't know this whole scene i was like this is just one of the best final confession of love scenes hmm. except that know. he doesn't immediately like sweep her into his arms and he makes i know her, but like, i'm saying just specifically spot. in the words because i feel like a lot of times i've ex- like i've experienced like authors will have these big long paragraph expression of love scenes at the end of romance like that's a very common thing and just a lot of times they just feel all like they just feel like okay okay these people are just like listing things that they like about each other and it just doesn't feel natural and these speeches go on for pages and pages and pages and it's just 100 percent. i'm like yeah i can imagine someone saying it and maybe it's also because julia whalen is doing this audiobook and julia whalen is like fabulous mm-hmm. but yeah anyway yeah she also and then she finishes her speech by t- by showing him a picture of a house plant that she's managed to keep alive because this whole time poppy's like i can't even keep like any plants alive i can't keep a pet alive or like whatever but she's like i'm serious now i've kept <laughs> this plant alive but alex turns her down because he's scared alex is like i don't want you to have to give anything up for me i just want us to just make sense and we don't poppy and i can't watch us fall apart again and poppy's like okay I just want you to know I don't regret doing this because I would give up anything for you. And then she goes out into the parking lot and starts crying. Yeah. She says the line, she says, I don't regret telling you. I said I'd give up anything, risk anything for you. And I meant it. And in like, in her own head, she's like, even my own heart. And she says, I love you all the way, Alex. I couldn't have lived with myself if I hadn't at least told you. Yeah. Then she just full on ugly cries by her car. And Alex runs out and like admits he admits he's like basically in therapy. I learned that I'm afraid <laughs> that I... of being happy, and he's like, I know yeah. if I went back with you, if I got on a plane with you back to New York, I'd be so fucking happy for as long as you'd have me, and I want it so badly, and I regret every chance I had to tell you how I felt, but I'm just afraid of realize of you realizing I bore you, or Sarah, else, or being unhappy and staying. Oh. He's like, I'm afraid of you dying and the world feeling useless. I'm afraid I won't be able to keep getting out of bed if you're gone. And if we had kids, they'd have these horrible lives where their amazing mom is gone and their dad can't look after them. My God. Which is his life. <laughs> but then even even he's like, I'm scared of like us spending our whole lives together and then like you dying and like me having to like, oh my God. This man is so soft. <laughs> he's so traumatized. 
Yeah. He's so traumatized. But he's going to therapy. It's okay. <laughs> we get confirmation that he has been going to therapy these past few months. So they're together. <laughs> and before we hit on the epilogue or last chapter, whatever it is, can I just say something I forgot to mention is that Poppy is like staying with her parents right now at home and her mom made Buckeye cookies, which I Googled what those are and I would like to add them to the list of book foods that we have to make at some point because they sound so fucking good it's basically peanut butter inside chocolate in a cookie like i wow. i don't know what to tell you it sounds amazing Delicious. It, yeah so add that to the peppermint creams okay sounds good um yeah then we get to the epilogue and the epilogue is just them being like super domestic and like they're living in new york and like then they're gonna go like on a trip to finally go to norway and like poppy's quit her job yeah, and then they're gonna go to um, back to Ohio and like fix up um, Grandma Betty's house and like see whether they like Ohio or see whether they like New York. And it's just, yeah, it's like not. It's like the opposite. Like all their trips were like them going on these like grand adventures, and so like having it end on like them just like washing the dishes and like cuddling. Yeah, and she's like, it turns out Alex can't fall asleep if we're spooning. I I don't understand how anyone can fall asleep while like. <laughs> Touching another person, like I, I don't. It's just so hot. Yeah, and also just uncomfortable. Like I need to fidget for at least like a good twenty minutes before I can like fall asleep. Yeah, no, I just I'm like I don't want don't. (laughs) That's my thing. It's like the more the older I get, the more and more convinced I am that like I think I would need separate bedrooms. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's not even like a. It's not even like a. Oh, like if like they snore like whatever like it's just like I don't like other people being in bed like it gets it's so much hotter when there's another person in the bed with you it's it's such a scam like it's it's so much like I like what if we don't go if we don't like having to go to bed just because somebody else is going to bed or like vice versa is really stressful I don't like having that especially in this day and age of like we we exclusively had twin beds growing up right and I like I actually didn't mind that like I was fine with that when I had it and I like being up against the wall and like whatever but in this day and age of all these like you know kids live in large with their queen size beds from the age <laughs> of 12 how does anyone go from like their queen size bed to themselves at the age of 12 to like being an adult and having to share a queen size bed I guess yeah. maybe college is like you know brings them back down to earth a little bit with their like extra long t- you know twin bed that they have yeah. to sleep in for four years I don't know but just yeah <laughs> like maybe but not even this I was just saying like maybe if it's like a California king and we each sure. get basically like our own queen yeah. size bed size but even then it's like again it's my thing of like sharing a room with someone means that you have to like adjust their schedule yeah. like your schedule to fit theirs and I'm like I don't want to like have to go to bed just because somebody else is going to bed or I don't want them to wake me up in the morning you know what I mean like the biggest thing for me besides the size is I love having my bed against the wall and it just feels so much more secure when your back is to the wall and like no monsters can sneak up on you you know <laughs> you gotta have your neck tucked for the vampires back to the wall for the monsters. <laughs> and if you're you have another person it's really inconvenient to have a queen size bed up against a wall because when, you know you yeah. can't get out of bed unless you're like rolling over onto, onto the other side or you like slide down all the way which is just annoying you can't have a bedside table like yeah yeah anyway separate bedrooms bring that back baby Woo-hoo. okay all right cat scale Lots mm-hmm. of cat quotes in this one. Oh, and yeah. Flannery O'Connor. Mm-hmm. She even says – What are we thinking? She wants to be a cat. I think it's – the vibes are low, but the explicit, like, <laughs> the explicit references are off the charts. Yeah. Not only – we have a cat character and cat language. Yeah. And Alex is a cat, for Arguably, sure. Yeah. Like, Alex is 100% uh-huh. a cat. Uh-huh. 
We got Poppy the alleged dog, but like who's to say? No, I would say Poppy's like, she's like a nice Pomeranian. You know what I mean? I like Pomeranians. They're usually nice, but their owners are mean in my experience. I just have a bias in general against small dogs with the exception of like pugs. Pomeranians and, like, are King like Charles Spaniels. Not that small. They're like very hardy and like medium size. I don't like anyway, Poppy's like a nice Pomeranian. That's yeah. what I – she's like high maintenance, but like she likes to cuddle. Pomeranians are so fucking cute. They're like the cutest like small so dogs besides cute. pugs. I know. Yeah. Anything else to discuss? We kind of we pointed out the I, I was very uh, specific about writing out the cat quotes. Mm-hmm. I even downloaded the ebook from the library if I, in case I so I got the free <laughs> on some of them. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I didn't notice. I didn't read that yeah, part. Tell us if eyeballs. you know anyone named Tom as a first name spelled T H A M. I'm just curious, like with that pronunciation and that spelling. I just want to know because behind the name, I mean, behind the name is not 100 percent right, but like behind the name says it's only a surname, so. All right. And I don't know how it's pronounced as a surname either. Anyway, cats, cats. Wait, fuck. I, I don't know. This is hard because it has cat language, but like not cat language. And like, because, you know, we were talking about Mary Winterborn. where like, it didn't really have cat vibes, but it had a lot of cat language. But like, this isn't even like doesn't it's not the same kind of cat language. I don't know. Yeah, it's not sex related. It's not language. like traditional cat scale cat right. language. Right. All right. I think I got three. Right. Two, Two, one, one seven. Six. I almost switched to six, but I went 6. with my 5. traditional choice. All right. 6.5 on the Catskill babies. Rachel, where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at We Read It One Night. They can find us on Twitter at We Read It Podcast, or you can email us with more listener suggestions like this book or literally anything you want. At we read it uh, no we read it one night at gmail.com. <laughs> and remember, if you have the ability wherever you list are listening to this podcast to rate and review, please do drop us a rate and review. That includes you guys, Spotify people. Now, mm-hmm. just an FYI, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We recently have gotten some great reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So it can be anything you want. Yeah, keep them coming. God's keep them comrade. Coming. All right. Godspeed, Anything comrades. Wait, wait, that wasn't my Godspeed, comrade. That was just an oh. example of something they can no. give us a review. <laughs> anyway, Godspeed, Godspeed comrades. Godspeed, comrades. <laughs>